You're listening to Time Out with Jen and Lisa, a podcast where we talk about what matters most, sports. Hello and welcome to episode seven of Time Out with Jen and Lisa. We uh, took a little bit of a Christmas New Year's break last week, so we hope everyone had a wonderful holiday, uh, enjoyed time with family if you're able to do so, and so far 2021 is not kicking you in the derriere. I am your host, Jennifer Fink, and with me is Lisa Porcello. And today we have a few topics to talk about. We're going to just briefly touch on the NFL Week 17, um, primarily focusing on the Philadelphia Eagles and their tanking of the game that they played against the Washington Redskins, tanking in quotes. Uh, We're also going to talk about some coaching changes in the NFL and the NFL upcoming draft. And the NHL. The NHL. I knew there was another topic in there somewhere. <laughs> We're going to talk about the NHL. How can I, you forget I hockey? No, it kicks off on the 13th. We're really excited about that. Uh, the teams are back uh, practicing together. Um, after doing their individual workouts uh, for the past month or so, so we're pretty psyched that um, that is coming back. So, Amen. Um, Lisa, yes, week seventeen uh, of the NFL. I, a lot of stuff was already pretty ironed out. I mean, the beautiful thing for me is that the Bills just trounced the Miami Dolphins by oh, thirty yeah. points. Um, Josh Allen is now the single season record holder for most passing yards. Stefan Diggs is most receiving yards. It's uh, for for the Buffalo Bills, I should say, not for the NFL. But I I thought they looked like a great team. I've not been one to say that too much because I don't want to get my hopes up too much. But, um, yeah, I thought they looked pretty awesome. Now, their next game in the postseason is Indianapolis. Yeah, I'm worried. How do you feel about that? I'm really worried about that game. Seriously? Um, I am. I don't know. It kind of depends on if their defense shows up. I mean, I, I feel like if they can get to Phillip Rivers and pressure him, then I think they'll be okay. But um, well, the yeah. rumor is Phillip Rivers is going to retire at the end of the season. I could see that. I could see it too. I could see um, that happening. I just feel like he doesn't have the arm he used to. The, the game has changed. Um, you know, he's a, a pocket passer, and Agreed. the game has changed. Yeah. And, yeah, what does he have? Like fifteen kids, and he should fifteen reti- kids. <laughs> he should. He's a lot. He's he a, a lot. He should retire. Um, enjoy his life, you know, um, and not worry about having injuries and whatnot yeah. to his forty-year-old body. That's true. That's um, true. I'm not really worried about Buffalo. I I think they are firing on all cylinders at the moment, and they have two home playoff games. That's why that game was huge against Miami. Indianapolis plays in a dome, so the Buffalo weather is going to definitely affect them. What especially, is, what is the weather going to be on on when, when they play? This well, especially Philip Rivers is old, <laughs> so you know, as I know, when it's cold out, things just hurt more. So yeah, you know, that's really true. They play in Saturday. So let's take a look at what the weather in Buffalo is going to be on Saturday. Because that, that's going to have Let a me guess, impact. 30 degrees and snowy. <laughs> <laughs> let's take a look. Take a look, Buffalo, New York. The weather is going to be on Saturday, uh, 34 and overcast. I was close. Yeah, so it's just going to be above freezing. And uh, But as you mentioned, I mean, Indianapolis usually play, they play in a dome, so... They're not going to be used to this weather. And, um, you know, I think in the end, 
I can't. I don't see Indianapolis beating Buffalo. I said uh, Buffalo. Every part of their game is firing. Uh, there's no concerns with Buffalo for me. Okay. I, I think they're going in strong. Uh, they're I'm peaking a, at the right moment. I'm that Bills fan. That's all there is to it. I'm that Bills fan. Hey, you don't have to tell me that. I'm a Mets fan. So yeah, I yeah, get yeah. it. That's true. But That's I don't true. I don't see that happening. So no. I, I think you're safe for this round. So you know, so the Bills I, I was really excited about that game. Um the other one that was a big game for me was the Giants and the Cowboys. The fact that the Giants beat the Cowboys 23-19. to 19. I mean, there, there was a lot of interest in the NFC East. We'll get to the Eagles in a, in a minute or two. Uh, that was the only, I think, the only division that actually was up and still yeah. up in the air in the last week. Yep, yep. I, I, everything else was just shuffling out, you know, seedings and where people are going to play and who has home field and things like that. Um, I, I mean, I know usually week 17, the games are a lot closer, but I feel like some of them were really a lot closer, like Seattle beating the Niners only by three. Um, the Browns beat the Steelers, but the Steelers are just going the wrong direction. I think the Browns really wanted to make a statement going into postseason. So, I mean, it's 24-22, but, you know, I know they didn't have uh, – Big Ben didn't play, so – in the end, I mean, it was a nice win for Cleveland. I think hopefully, you know, they've got the momentum. Their only concern, and what I, what might hurt them, is that their head coach has tested positive for COVID, so he's not going to be able to. Coach. He's a big, he's a big uh, influence on that sideline. I, I, Baker Mayfield is the the type of quarterback that needs a coach, and yep. I I worry about him not having that coaching influence on the sidelines. Uh, I mean, they still have their offensive coordinator and all the other coaches, so. We'll see. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, we wish uh, the coach of uh, the Browns a speedy recovery, yes, of course. Absolutely. Um, Stefanski. But yep. um, the other game for me that was interesting, and and I actually thought um, Houston was going to pull this one out, was the Titans beating the Texans forty-one to thirty-eight. I thought after JJ Watt's speech last week about how you know you got to show up and you got to play a hundred percent every single game, every single practice, you got to put it out there and don't be lazy. I thought they played with a little more fire, um, but, you know, I mean, Tennessee did end up winning, but it's probably the best I've seen Houston play all season. <laughs> um, the other game that um, was, was a little bit close for me was Indianapolis and Jacksonville, and I guess this is where you're coming from. Like, you know, Indianapolis only won by 14 points in Jacksonville, but, but what concerns me, I think, with Buffalo is Jonathan Taylor. The Bills just don't, they don't have great running back stopping defense. And he went for 253 rushing yards and two touchdowns against the Jags. Now I know it's the Jags. I know it's the Jags. I had Jonathan Taylor on my fantasy team all season. The guy is a beast. He's a beast. So I'm a little bit worried well, and about also, that. And also the Jags don't have a quarterback. So and, and everything totally <laughs> they, they valid. They haven't drafted Trevor Lawrence yet. So totally, they've got to have totally a running valid. So that, totally that's, valid. that's why the numbers were so high. Totally valid. Totally valid. But... <laughs> I'm still, you know, I'm still feeling it. But I, I, I do think the Bills the Bills are, are going to take it, but um, take that game. But, yeah, so the only other game we really want to really touch on is um, the lovely uh, Sunday night game of the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington football team. Well, I think Doug Peterson's first name should be changed to Sherman because he sure knows how to tank. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but and, um, and to, to talk about you mentioned jj watt earlier and 
he he said you play the game to win point blank absolutely and it's just disrespectful to the game to not play to win and the eagles were disrespectful well you know what not the eagles the head coach and the gm were disrespectful to the team i don't blame this on the players at all no and actually the players wanted they wanted to win you could tell player, well and the players some players have actually come out and talked about how they wanted they wanted to win um you know they i don't see an nfl player willingly giving up a win and not trying i don't see that happening you could tell by the expressions on uh jason jason kelsey's face uh and the rest of the o-line jalen hurt's face you could see they were they were pretty frustrated i guess angry uh they wanted to win that game even though it didn't mean anything for them uh right because they're competitors and who doesn't want to go out and potentially knock a team out of the playoffs. I mean, that's sort of what, if you're not going to make the playoffs themselves and you want to be the spoiler, you totally want to be the spoiler. Yeah, I mean, I I saw uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer is reporting that several Eagles players were shocked and outraged with Peterson's decision to change the quarterbacks. Two members of the Eagles' defense had to be held back from approaching their head coach. Wow. Two starters on the offense, including center Jason Kelsey asked Peterson why he was making the switch as the Eagles were trailing by just three points uh, at the time. Hertz, who ran for two touchdowns after being pulled, he was reportedly distraught after being taken out of the you game. You could tell. You could see that if you looked at him. You could definitely see that he was he was visibly upset that he was pulled from the game. Now, he the, Hertz was aware that Peterson was going to play Sudfeld. Um but he he didn't understand why he played them when the game was in the balance. Right. If they were losing by 15, 20 points, totally makes then sense. you put Sudfeld in. Makes sense. For three points, the game's in the balance. Uh you you go with your your you go with Jalen Hurts. And I also heard I also read the Philadelphia Inquirer was reported as saying that a lot of the players weren't even aware of the plan oh. to start Sudfeld in this game so it came as a shock for a lot of them it's fine to play him but why and, and also even if the game the game was it was reachable for the eagles and that's when you would want to leave hurts in and say okay here's a good opportunity for you to show what you can do exactly. in a time when we need you to come through like what what are you going to produce for us for the next x number of years and he never got that opportunity and that's that's unfortunate and i, I think I really think, you know, going for the touchdown on fourth down, it was a questionable call. If you look at the numbers, it does actually make sense (laughs) to go for the touchdown. And he almost got it. But, okay, fine. So they didn't do that. But then to pull him after that, it doesn't make any sense. Like, it's just clear as day to me that all the Eagles wanted was the sixth pick in the first round Mm -hmm. because if they lost they would have gotten the ninth pick and and that's wrong like you you know we talk about you and I joke about the Cleveland Cavaliers when LeBron James (laughs) is coming out of high school and how they you know signed all these veteran guys that were over the age of 35 and didn't their salary cap was really low because they knew they were going to get LeBron James but they did that over a season Mm -hmm. they didn't do it in the last what 20 minutes of a football game that was actually a victory could have been achieved. I think it's it's disrespect to the fans and it's disrespect to the team. 
and it's a disrespect to the NFL as a whole, like for what it stands for. You know, I thought they've they've done a really good job this year to get a full season in this it, time uh, of COVID. Like you can't even get a full season of like cheerleading, like you know, little kids cheerleading stuff is canceled. So th- it's a big deal that they were able to, you know, finagle the schedule. We've talked about that a little bit, but what are you going to do? What's the alternative? Is you don't play, and I, I think everything that we've been through this year as as you know, people and his players and everything that they've sacrificed for themselves, I, I think it was really, really big disrespect. Well, and I also think that on this last game of the 2020-2021 football season, Doug Peterson absolutely ruined his reputation. And oh, I don't think there's any coming back from that. No, I, I totally agree. And, and it's a shame because I, I like him as a coach. Um, but after this, I don't. I mean, like, <laughs> in, in, the, in the third quarter, when he could have tied the game with yeah, a field goal, I know. he decided not to do it and went for the touchdown with a passing play. And of course, it failed with a rookie quarterback. The numbers, the numbers are there statistically, though. And he and he was, you know, two feet but shy. Wait, but wait, the coup de grace in all of this is they're trailing by three they're th- trailing mm-hmm. by three points in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. He replaces the quarterback, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. with a guy who is at best a career third stringer quarterback. I, I feel bad for him. It's Nate not his Sudfeld. fault. It's not his fault. If you don't know who he is, you probably don't know anything about him because he hasn't taken a snap in the NFL, I think, in 700 days, maybe. Something like something that. Like yeah, that. I think it's like the longest streak or something. Yeah. So uh, it's really... It's a shame. It's not his fault. He went out there. He no, tried, it's not his fault. It's but, not his fault. But man, he was made to look like an embarrassment. I mean, he looked pretty bad out there. Yeah, the poor guy. Uh, um, I mean, when you have Chase Young chasing you down. I mean, come on. Now, while all games affect draft slots and, you know, people will argue, well, the Steelers and the Chiefs, they sat players. But... Theirs was about protecting players and resting them for the playoffs. That's a difference. Huge difference. To me, that's honorable, and it makes sense. That's huge. That's a big difference. For the Eagles, their incentive was improving their draft position. Yeah. Uh, That's not honorable. That's not smart. Uh, Doug Peterson did come out and say that the moves were his and his alone. All right. At least he's taking ownership. But quarterback participation plans in these situations never happen without uh, management knowing. Oh, really? So... The general manager, Howie Roseman, he knew this. And what's important to management? Draft yeah. picks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They don't care about the uh, uh, the spoiler. season that's already done. Yeah, I mean, no, their season's don't. done. Sure. So they don't care about that. They're already looking ahead to next season. And what's important to next season? Draft picks. That's true. So I blame this mostly on management in Philadelphia. I, I wish the NFL would, would do something. They're not. I don't know They've, what they can the do. The NFL announced, I think, Monday that they're not going to have any disciplinary, uh, anything disciplinary for the Eagles for doing this. Because it's it's really, it's impossible to try to educate uh, any sort of uh, punishment. or Just take their sixth draft pick away. <laughs> Give them the ninth. You can't do that, though, because how are you going to prove that they were taking oh, the game? You, you can't, can't prove anything. You can't. It's just I mean, speculation. To, the, to the fan, to the, the armchair quarterbacks such as ourselves, yeah, 
they were tanking the game, the game, but you can't prove it. And that's yep. the problem. Yep. I, I think really who summed it up best in talking about this situation was the Giants coach, uh, Joe, Joe Judge. Judge. He spoke at a, a press conference after the after the game. And he made it clear that the Eagles are not to blame for them missing the playoffs. I mean, there are six well, and the ten. Well, the Giants teams. are the Giants, so yeah. And they're six <laughs> and ten. So he knows, and he made it clear, it's not the Eagles why we're not in the playoffs. Uh, but he pretty much dismantled the Eagles without even mentioning their name in this press conference. Um, if I, I'm going to quote some yep. of the things that he said. He Go said, for it. It's our responsibility to take care of our opportunities and perform better and execute the situations when they're on our plate. We don't ever want to leave our fate in the hands of anybody else. So, yeah, he's saying. Yeah, just, uh, don't blame the Eagles. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he needs, we need to learn from lessons we have from this year and carry them forward. That being said, obviously players have asked me throughout the day. The one thing to keep in mind with this season is we had a lot of people opt into this season. We had a lot of people opt out coaches, players, that includes family members as well. To look at a group of grown men who I asked to give me effort on a day-in, day-out basis and to empty the tank, I can look them in the eye and assure them that I'm always going to do everything I can to put them in a competitive advantage and play them in a position of strength. To me, you don't ever want to disrespect those players and their effort and disrespect the game. He then goes on to talk about how there's a number of sacrifices that are made by the players, their families, coaches, uh, to disrespect that effort put forward to make this season a success, it, to disrespect the game by going out there and not competing and doing everything you can to help those players win. He goes, we'll never do that as long as I am the head coach of the New York Giants. So I think Joe Judge really sums it up well. I think he he uh, he definitely nailed it on the head. And, that, and that's what I was saying, too. It's a disrespect to everybody that's involved. Um, it, it, it extends beyond just the players. Uh, the families, they've all sacrificed a lot this year. Absolutely. I mean, how many of these players have not been able to see their families right. Um, right. living with the worry that they could bring COVID home if they do go home? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's not It's not an easy time. So, yeah, I, I definitely feel that the, you know, Doug Peterson really dropped the ball there, and it's unfortunate. Um, but but it I is don't what think it is. it's, I don't know, I don't, I would not blame this on Doug Peterson as well I mean to me this is a management decision this is not just Doug Peterson alone could be I think this is management because they're already thinking about the next season yeah so they're thinking about the future and they're thinking about the draft that's fair so I don't I mean I do blame him but I don't blame him entirely got it so but speaking of the future Mm -hmm. we shift into the NFL coaching changes that are Going on right now, what we sort of predict may happen for the rest of the coaching change year. Um, the one- well, uh, Black Monday was pretty eventful in the yes. NFL. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaggers, they fired their head coach, Doug Marone. Uh, no surprise. <laughs> the Chargers parted way with their head coach, Anthony uh, Lynn. No surprise. The Denver Broncos, they did promote John Elway, but basically to get him out of the general manager spot. That was brilliant. So we now have six teams that are searching for their new head coach. uh, And also some are looking for a general manager. So I thought maybe we could look at those six teams and see what we think. Sure. Let's do it. You want to start with who? Detroit Uh, Chargers. 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 We'll start with the Chargers. That works for me. 
So after firing Anthony Lynn, uh, who I liked as a coach, I, I mean, we watched him when he was the coach of, was it the Chargers? Remember we watched uh, the behind the scenes thing? Or was he the coach of the Rams at that point? No, it was that was, uh, no. Okay, I'm totally getting remember. this all confused. That's okay. <laughs> Anthony Lynn, yeah, no, so, Anthony Lynn is, um, I don't know. He wasn't he wasn't bad. Um he just couldn't produce with what he had. But he didn't have a ton. No. Now, so the the Chargers have requested permission to interview a pair of offensive coordinators, mm-hmm. which I think is the right move. I think with the, I agree. their new quarterback, I think they they want to really pursue Herbert. Yeah, yeah. They they want someone that can develop a young quarterback. I agree. So they've talked to the Giants, Jason Garrett, and they've also talked to the Bills, Brian DeBole. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Jason Garrett, the Giants ranked 31 out of 32 in yards per game on offense and points per game. So no. I don't know about that. I don't think Jason Garrett's the right fit for uh-uh. a head coach. <laughs> <laughs> DeBull, he has been Buffalo's OC for the past three seasons. Yeah. He's helped the Bills rank second in yards and points per game. Now, I, I think he would be a really good fit for them. I think Herbert and Josh Allen are, have similar I agree. Styles. I mean, look what he's done for Josh Allen. I know. So, I mean, he's to credit for, mm-hmm. I think, Josh Allen's development. Mm-hmm. I think he'd be a nice fit in, in with the Chargers. I think so. And I think the way that the uh, West plays, it, it's smart to get a good, strong offensive but coordinator. But isn't, is, isn't he like a Buffalo area guy? He is. So I'm not really sure he's going to leave, but... Um, I mean, if the right opportunity comes, why not? Sunny California. I know. <laughs> I know. Get out of that Buffalo now, air. There are a couple of defensive coordinators they're looking at, too. Well, another offensive coordinator they're looking at is the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. OC Eric Bieniemy. I mean, he's one of the hottest candidates out there for the open he's, vacancies. I think he, in the yeah, NFL. he's, he's there. Several people, I think almost all, are talking to him. Yeah, the Jaguars are talking to him. Um, I know they're really they're pursuing him, um, and because the the Chiefs are enjoying a first round bye, uh, he can interview this week. Right now, once the Chiefs return, then he has to his duties as offensive coordinator take precedent. Uh, so the Jaguars would have to wait as other teams. Um, another coach that uh, the Chargers are looking at is another offensive coordinator, Carolina Panthers. Joe Brady. Brady, He's Mm -hmm. 31. He's up and coming. Uh, You know, he was with LSU, and he's the guy that really helped develop Joe Burrow when he was there. I mean, he's coming out of – I mean, if you look at um, Scott McDermott at Mm -hmm. Buffalo, I mean, he's a similar style to that and what how well he's done. And I do think the trend in the head coaching uh, hirings is youth. Yeah. So I agree. I, I don't think his age is going to go against him in this. No, they've seen what youth can do. <laughs> now youth, is go- youth has done very well. Now, Joe Brady has also received uh, interview requests from the Atlanta Falcons, Houston Texans. I could see him in, in Atlanta. I, I mean, You know, I could see that, too. I could see I, him in Atlanta. I think he would be a nice fit in Atlanta. Um, I know they've also um, interviewed um, Eric Bieniemy. And also the 49ers defensive coordinator, Robert Sala, who is just a beast. And I think any team would be brilliant in hiring him. I think he's a, he's another really good candidate. Now, the thing is, though, 
going back to Joe Brady, we see how he has developed a young quarterback. Well, Atlanta doesn't have a young quarterback, so would he be a good fit there? Or maybe he should go to a team that wants to develop a quarterback. No, I think he will because I think they're, I think that they're going to draft. I think they're going to draft a a quarterback. Well, we're not there there yet. yet. We're not there yet. Don't jump the gun, Jen. (laughs) Now (laughs) I could see maybe the Jags, but there is also another rumor about the Jags, which has kind of been sitting out there, uh, and that is uh, Nick Saban. I don't see him going into the NFL. I don't see him ever, ever leaving Alabama. Why would he? Uh, and he's then- got a beautiful setup there. I, I, he's tried it. it. It didn't work. I think he's a better fit for that college athlete than that pro athlete. And he... To leave a program that is so incredibly successful. Uh, the other rumor out there for Jacksonville is former Ohio State head coach Urban Meyer. Mm. He's at the top of the list of resumes down there. And there is rumors that he's already constructing a potential coaching staff. Interesting. Interesting. So, you know, and another guy that Jacksonville has also wanted to interview is Titans offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. So, I, what whatever, do you think? It, whatever Jacksonville does, it's going to be a good move. What do you think about Urban Meyer in Jacksonville? I I don't see I don't see him going either. I don't I don't see him leaving. Well, he's not. He's former. He's not coaching. Yeah, college. but I don't. Yeah, but I don't see him. I don't see him doing it. Really? Yeah. I could see it, but we'll we'll see. Time may tell. Uh, Carolina Panthers. So the Panthers, uh, they uh, they need a GM. So they don't need a coach. They need a GM. They have Matt Rule. He led the team to 5-11. I think it's his first season. Just leave him. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, you can't judge a coach's performance in a year such as this no uh, but they do need a general manager so they've been talking to uh former giants gm jerry reese i would say no to that uh colts assistant gm ed dodds i think that's a good one that's a good one yeah um and also they they want to talk to saints assistant gen assistant general manager jeff ireland i think that makes sense too jeff ireland uh, so, and they're looking at a couple of chiefs executives as well. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not pick from the ones that have won and built franchise teams? Why not? <laughs> uh, Detroit. Yes. Head coach. Uh, so they have, so they've interviewed several people already. Um, but I know that they're also looking at Dan Campbell from the saints, mm-hmm. who's the assistant head coach. I think that's probably a, a, super good fit for them if he's willing to to go that route i think the best fit for detroit and they've submitted a request for an interview is robert sala the 49ers yeah DC. he did interview he interviewed um at, uh or he's interviewing he's interviewing yeah. tomorrow with them. he is a local guy he's from the detroit area uh look what he has done for the 49ers defense i think he's going to be the type of head coach that will take back control of the locker room because that's what killed Matt Patricia? He lost control in the locker. I think he would do great anywhere. Actually, Robert Sala. I think he would do. I think he would be an excellent fit in Detroit. Yes, it is kind of a mess. And I feel like the ownership in Detroit wants to rebuild. I feel like they they want to rebuild uh, that team, make them 
what they used to be because they've yeah. had disappointing several years. I mean, uh, when's the yeah. last year the oh, Lions were good? It's been a long time. And it's a shame because they've got a lot of talent. I mean, Matt Stafford is a beast. Yep. I mean, they had uh, Kenny Galladay who barely played this year at all. Um, but And I think a lot of that was just because of the way that the team was. I don't think it had anything to do. I mean, he was hurt, but I don't think he pushed to get back. No. Because well, it was they, just such a disaster. No one wanted to play for Matt Patricia. No, no. Even after he was fired, he didn't play. Yeah. And they're also looking at a um, the Titans offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith. He's a hot candidate, I think, for several jobs. Uh, once again, Kansas City's offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy. And let's be honest, though. Daryl Bevel did a good job. Well, he's I thought also... he did a good job. And I would consider him as one of the front runners. I think in this situation, though, because Patricia had such a respect issue in the locker room, do you, and I think that the ownership really wants to change and rebuild this team, I think they've got to move in a new direction. Mm. Mm. Okay. So that's just my opinion. Um, he has done a good, uh, you know, I mean, what was placed upon him, he's done a good job, but I don't see it. You just see, you see a see totally it. different direction. Uh, what do you think about the Houston Texans? <sighs> Bill O'Brien gets fired. I mean, they're looking at um, the former Lions head coach, Jim Caldwell, which I don't recommend. A former Bengals head coach, Marvin, Marvin Lewis, Lewis, which I don't I recommend. Don't recommend Joe Brady, I think, um, would fit pretty well there. I know that they're looking at the Titans offensive coordinator, Arthur Smith. Um, they're looking at the Colts defensive coordinator, Matt. Eba Flus, if I said his name right. Yeah. Sorry, Matt. Um, I, I guess either one of... I, I don't really know because I feel like Houston, they need they need confidence. Like, I feel like this year was just such a, a, a big kick in the rear Pants. for them. Like, it was just really bad. And I think they, they just need to be built up. I mean, I wouldn't do Bengals or Lions... Joe Brady might be okay. I think Arthur you need, Smith is probably a, a really good pick. I, I think. think they need a coach that comes from a winning program. Yeah, that, know, that knows success, but is going to instill that sense of success and confidence in that team. Uh, I mean, you could also look at. They're also looking at the Ohio State coach Ryan well, Day. Um, that's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> the Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels. I think I, I would stay away from any Patriots assistant coaches because they just don't seem to do well in the head coaching position. I mean, what do we think of uh, Robert Sala there? I know he hasn't been interviewed there, but um, I think he might fit nicely. I really Houston see him too. going to Detroit. I, I think you could be right on that. I think you could be right. I could see Eric Bieniemy, the the Kansas City offensive coordinator, yeah. going to Houston. Yeah, actually, I could see that. Actually, it's good. I don't see that they've gone to inter- tried to interview him yet, but that doesn't mean that I've. Been I don't think. List. I don't think Ohio State's coach Ryan Day. I don't see him leaving Ohio State. Yeah, there has been several rumors out there that he's being looked at for her NFL coaching positions, but I just don't see him leaving. Yeah, that. yeah. 
So uh, let's see. Who else do we have? We have the Jets. We have Adam Gase was fired. Big surprise. <laughs> um, they have interviewed just about everybody that we've already mentioned. Well, um, I mean, after two seasons, he went nine and 23. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we, he came from a losing program. What were they expecting? I mean, he came from Miami. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't quite get that. I mean, they've already interviewed Eric Benemy. Um, they're, they've requested interviews with Brian DeBall. Matt Eberflus, uh, Rams defensive coordinator Brandon Staley, Giants um, defensive coordinator Patrick Graham. Well, Patrick Graham, thankfully, the the Giants just signed him to a contract extension. Yeah, so he's, so he's not going Which anywhere. is good because I think... I am very happy about yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's done a pretty good job. Um, they looked a little more like Lacey Swiss instead of real Swiss cheese mm. this year. Um, and and again, the Titans' offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. Uh, They've also submitted a request to interview Bills' offensive coordinator yes. Brian. No, Dable. you're not getting him. <laughs> Brian DeBall. No, we're definitely not giving you him. We're in the same conference. Um, I see Titans. Arthur Smith. Um, I think that would be a good fit. Brandon now, Staley might be pretty good too. Here's the other question: Who wants to coach the Nobody. Jets? Nobody. Although, who wants to coach Detroit? Like, if you had to label them. Would you do Detroit? I think and ownership the Jets? in Detroit is better than ownership in New York. All right, all right, and and from my understanding, Woody Johnson is going to be more involved with the Jets um, this year. So. And let's face it, the Jets are just always going to be second fiddle to the pretty Giants. Pretty much, in New York. pretty much. Yes, they are. Uh, all right. I think that wraps up our coaching discussion now before we we get in i know we want to talk about draft picks yes but i wanted to bring up something kind of amusing about your team the buffalo bills oh god so we all know the buffalo bills are going to host the colts sun uh saturday in the wild card Saturday at one yes one (laughs) o'clock and i'll have my digs jersey on so andrew cuomo the governor (laughs) of new york uh (laughs) so he announced that fans can uh, now attend Bill's games. Uh, But it was a controversial one. Uh, First, New York residents who do not happen to be NFL fans believed it to be hypocritical that they're allowing people into Bill's stadium because it deviates really far from the strict policies they have in effect in New York for COVID-19. On the other hand, the Bill's fans are upset that only 6,700 fans will be allowed entry into a stadium with a capacity of 71,000. So given the limited number, limited number of seats available, some members of Bill's Mafia don't want Andrew Cuomo to attend. So with that in mind, a Bill's fan launched a petition on change.org demanding that Cuomo not attend the game. If he does, the petition calls Bill's Mafia to action and asks one of the most passionate fan bases in all of sports to protest the governor's presence. So... They basically, they were saying, do they think that he has a right in a seat to a stadium where some people who have waited over 20 years for this opportunity won't get in? So there were 40,000 signatures collected (laughs) on this online petition over his planned attendance. And he was pressured, even though he says he wasn't, to actually give up the ticket and give it to a nurse from Erie County Medical nice Center job, Bill's as a way Mafia. of saying thank you in honoring all healthcare heroes. Well, so I like, pretty much pretty much he uh, he did the right thing, I think. I think he did the right thing, but I I totally agree. Like 
you're only letting a certain number of people in and the Bills Mafia is extremely passionate. It's been a really long time that we've been in the playoffs <laughs> and they're already talking about on the message boards, like how much is it going to cost like to get these tickets? And it's everybody's like, it's going to just be corporate. And that's the sad reality of it is that you open it up to 6,700 fans and, um, how many of those fans are really going to be? Oh, they're not going to be Buffalo Bill true. fans. They're not going to be Bills Mafia. They're going to be people that can afford the price of the ticket is, and friends of ownership. Absolutely. Now, absolutely. What I like, and and I I've seen. I don't remember which team did this, but you know they opened up the stadium to a small percentage of fans. But those fans they invited were all people on the front lines fighting COVID. So they were doctors, nurses, hospital staff, EMTs, firefighters, cool. and their families. And that's who they gave the ticket. And they gave the tickets to them. So they didn't, I love that. And I thought that was a fantastic idea. I wish I could remember which team did it. Um, but I remember seeing it and thinking, that is fantastic. I think that's the way, the, the way that it should be. Definitely. I think it's the way it should be. But I just wanted to give props to the Bills Mafia. Yep. I say awesome job. <laughs> yeah. And no, you guys really job. know how to mobilize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bill's Mafia, no joke, knows how to mobilize. So I was, um, yeah, no, I'm pleased with that for sure. I think it's, uh, I think it's really good. That, so um, do we know, are, is there any idea how much tickets are going for? No, Have I seen haven't anything? seen any pricing, but I'm sure it's thousands and thousands of dollars. And I mean, are they opening the tickets up to season ticket holders? Not that I'm aware of, Cause but that would, I could be wrong on that. Because I think that's what they should do is yeah. offer them to the season ticket holders they might be they might be i'm not really sure heck maybe maybe look at who's been season ticket holders for the longest and let them based on seniority uh get offered the tickets yep yeah. i don't know just a thought they you have to go through um covid testing for sure well yeah yeah i mean that that's understandable Six thousand seven hundred and seventy two fans can attend the Bill's first playoff game and is requiring all fans attending to obtain a negative COVID test prior to the game. So they're doing rapid testing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're available for purchase. Who can purchase a ticket? Tickets will be made available to Bill's season ticket members who opted into purchasing tickets earlier this year. Okay, so it is going to be open to season <laughs> ticket holders. Now, if they were, depending on what kind of fan they are, they might turn around and mm-hmm. sell that ticket mm-hmm. because... But any true Bills Mafia fan is not going to sell that ticket. Yes, but we're in pretty hard financial times. Eh. And there's a lot of people that are struggling. And it might be tempting to, to sell that ticket for... They can sell it to me. That's what they can do. You don't have the money to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I- yes. Yeah, so, I, I'm glad that Cuomo is going ahead and giving that to the nurse. I think that's a good move um, in Erie County. I hope that they call that person out during the game. I think that would be fun. Um, the NFL football draft yes. is coming up and I know that you want to go through your predictions. I, I came up with what I thought would be the top five picks. Now, I don't know if you heard, but today Trevor Lawrence officially declared for the NFL draft. I think because he knew he was not going to end up with the New York Jets. I agree. <laughs> so he officially declared. So he's out there. Uh, without a doubt, he's going to be the number one pick and the number one pick is the Jaguars. They need a quarterback. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, he Lawrence was outplayed by Justin Fields in the college football playoff semifinal, um, and that ended his very decorated collegiate career. Uh, 
and the Jaguars should look at their other options, including Fields. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be a difficult decision. I think Lawrence is every bit of the singular quarterback that he's been promoted as, and he's going to be a franchise-changing prospect. And if the Jags don't take him, then... They should all be fired. Their management needs to wake up. So yep. I think that's an easy call. Trevor Lawrence, number one pick to Jaguars. Number two, second round pick is the Jets. Yep, the second pick. And the question with the Jets is, do they stick with Sam Darnold or they draft a quarterback? And they've already said that they they aren't necessarily going to stick with Sam. They're not. I, I could have told you that like weeks ago. Mm-hmm. If they have any brain, they're going to pick Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. That's who I would pick if I was the New York Jets. You wouldn't go with Zach Wilson. No, Justin Fields. And I'll, I'll get to Zach Wilson. He's going to go to Atlanta. You think? All right. Well, you're jumping the gun again. I'm sorry. I'm on number four. Sorry. Pick number <laughs> I'm two. I'm on number two. All right. So, <laughs> so Justin Fields is going to be a consolation prize because this he's, is a franchise that has a, squandered uh, their opportunity for the first pick. But he's a good consolation am, prize. After that game, he's I'm a really very impressed good, by him. Yep. The, the guy took a beating. Mm-hmm. And he kept playing. Mm-hmm. I I mean, there were some dirty hits on him, and he still kept going. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's other, I think there's six top quarterbacks that are being the draft this year, but I think he's the number two. Uh, why would you stick with Sam Darnold when you could land one of the top quarterbacks that's come out of the college level um, in a long time? In another year, I think... Justin Fields would have been a number one pick if it wasn't for Trevor Lawrence. I agree. Uh, I think his stock went up after lighting up Clemson. <laughs> I think, I mean, I, I think he's the real deal. And I think as long as the Jets don't screw him up, I think he's going to have a nice career. Yeah, I, I just I just worry about him going mm-hmm. to the Jets. The Jets just have a long history of destroying young quarterbacks. So I do worry about that. Um, but I think um, if they do, if they're smart, they'll pick Justin Fields. I think he's their best pick. I think yeah. I, I like Sam Darnold, but I think it's time to move on I from agree. him. And y- as I said earlier, in any other year, Justin Fields would have been your number one pick. Mm-hmm. So that's that's who I think the Jets should pick. Now, there's also talk that they're going to pick the Oregon um offensive lineman Penny Sewell. Penny Sewell. Which I, I think I think might be a nice move too, but I think they need to go with a quarterback. Penny Sewell's gonna go he's, the, if he the, doesn't go two, he's gonna go three. I see that's it. what I think. I think Miami's gonna pick him up. See I'm gonna disagree on that one. Are you gonna say Zach Wilson's gonna, gonna go to Miami? Disagree on that too. My goodness. Number three, Miami Dolphins. Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU. That's not a bad. That's not bad. Uh, they have their quarterback. I mean, yep. is he the quarterback of the future, Tua? Who knows? I think he is. I think, I think Tua is. is. The Dolphins aren't gonna take another passer because they've got Tua. Um, if you equip Tua with uh, Jamar Chase, who is uh, he basically was he got multiple records in the in the SEC 
Uh, he opted out of 2020 because of COVID. Um, but I think that uh, he's your pick at number three. Uh, you know, he opted out of LSU's mess without Joe Burrow, uh, basically preserving his stock. Yeah. And he's still up there pretty high. He's the best wide out in the class. Hurt. Yeah, no, I mean, Jamar Chase is no, he's no joke. I mean, he, let's see, he... I mean, Devonta Smith isn't either. Well, I'm, I'm going to get to him. Sorry, too. jumping he po- the gun. <laughs> so Chase posted 84 catches for 1,780 yards and 20 touchdowns during their national championship season. Uh, and he'll join former teammate Justin Jefferson in lighting up the NFL. Jefferson, I mean... Yeah, yeah. he's good. I think the Dolphins could use him as a big play go-to guy for Tua and to uh, also support Devontae Parker. Uh, so I-, I see them going with okay. wide receiver. You see them going with a wide receiver. Okay. So who did you think they were going to go with? Uh, Penny Sewell. All right. That's who I see I'm going to tell them. you who I think Penny Sewell, but I haven't gotten to that yet. Okay. Number four. Number four, Atlanta you Falcons. think the Falcons want are going to take Justin, a quarterback? Either Justin Fields or Zach Wilson, well, whoever's there. I don't see it. Here's what I see. The Falcons are going to go with Quiddy Pay. He's an edge from Michigan. Mm. They need to invest in their pass defense. Uh, they need to hit on someone who can get after the quarterback, who can dominate physically and athletically against offensive tackles. This kid's a freak of nature. He's just shot up the draft boards. And it's hard. It, it, think about the combination of Ziggy Ansa, Jason Pierre-Paul, and Quiddy Pay. I mean, it, it's it's nice, but the thing is, is that they've got to look like right now. If they get a quarterback, two years, I think it's two years left on Matt Ryan's contract. They have two years of learning under Matt Ryan, and then they can go out and be the quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. But we don't know if Matt Ryan is going to be that kind of player. I didn't say he had to sit there and teach them and show them the X's and O's, but you learn a lot just from being on the sideline and hanging next to the quarterback coach and the offensive coordinator and watching how people play the game. I think it it would make sense for them to look to the future. Could Justin Fields play rookie season? Absolutely. Could Zach Wilson play rookie season? Probably. I think Zach Wilson needs another year, needs a year in the NFL to develop, but you know, Matt Ryan's also, he could get hurt. And either one of them could step in. I just don't, I don't see the Falcons taking a quarterback. I see them taking defense. Quiddy Pay is not a bad, that's not a bad choice. I mean, I'm not saying that he's not good, but I just, I don't think they're, I don't I think they're I don't think they're, they're do ready it. to take a quarterback yet. I mean, they've still okay. got two years of Matt Ryan. I don't know. He, he, he had peaks of greatness and valleys of crap. This season, but he so. also didn't really have a team <laughs> playing around him. All right, now back to to a guy you mentioned earlier, Penny Sewell. Mm-hmm. I see him going number five pick to the Bengals. I see Devonta Smith going to the Bengals. Well, I think that you're looking at the fact that your rookie standout quarterback Joe Burrow, who was hit how many times during the season and eventually knocked out, uh, their current setup at the offensive line is not productive mm-hmm. for their franchise centerpiece mm-hmm. in Joe Burrow. I think that if Sewell is still available at that point, he is the 2019 Outland Trophy winner. He'd be a no-brainer for the I Bengals. I agree. If he's there, they need to he's I, going they probably to need to take him. Afford Joe Burrow much needed protection. Rashawn Slater, Rashawn Slater's another good one. A uh, guy from Northwestern. Mm. 
He's another good um, offensive lineman that's but that I will think... probably be available. He'll, he's he's going to um, – Slater will be available for sure, I think. I think five might be a little high for him, but uh, – you know, if Penny's there. They got it. I, I, they gonna take. It's him. a no-brainer. They, they gonna need, take him. They need protection for Joe Burrow. Uh, so those are my five picks. Some other things that uh, picks I was gonna talk about is I think Carolina, they're gonna take the next quarterback in the draft with Zach Wilson from BYU with their oh, eighth you, pick. So, uh, Carolina. Oh, really? Okay. Bridgewater no. is not their quarterback. No, no, no. I just don't know if he's gonna be there. Wilson, I mean, exceptional season. He's accurate. Uh, he can really throw the ball downfield. He's the third best quarterback prospect after Lawrence and Fields. Uh, I he's, think he's very good, and I he's, think Teddy, he's underrated. I think I Zach think Wilson. Teddy Bridgewater maybe has another year, and then you have Wilson, and I think he would fit in really nice with Joe Brady's offense. So that's my that I think Carolina will take the third quarterback, Zach okay. Wilson. Now, my team, the New York Giants, have the 11th pick. I think they're going to take Gregory Rousseau. He's an edge from Miami. Uh, we're strong up the middle defensively. We look better at cornerback, but we are in desperate need of, of going back to having a strong edge guy. We just don't have that. Yeah, I so agree. So I think Rousseau I agree. Uh, from Miami. Now, he opted out of – so Rousseau, he opted out of the hurricane season. Uh, but he didn't really need to play to boost his stock. Uh, he had 15.5 sacks and 19.5 tackles for loss He's in only his a sophomore. final season at Miami. Wow. Uh, he is what we need at the Giants. The Giants, I mean, that's let's face it, the Giants were kind of known for that, and they yeah. don't, they have not had that for a long time. That's and true. I think that's what we need, and I think they're going to take uh, Gregory Russo. What about Elijah Vera Tucker? Another good one, but I think it's going to be Russo. Okay. Right. Now, I think the next pick, the 12th pick, is San Francisco. And I think they're going to move on from Jimmy G. And I think they're going to take Trey Lance, quarterback from North Dakota State. I agree. State. Uh, we actually really agree on that. <laughs> I mean, he's had a br- I mean, he's only had one season as a starter, but it was brilliant. I mean, 2,786 yards passing, 28 touchdowns, no interceptions, 1,100 yards rushing, uh, 14 rushing touchdowns. I mean, it's really hard to ignore him with his impressive physical athletic skills. Uh, The 49ers can get out of Garoppolo's contract, and I think they need to shoot for the quarterback ceiling to better dominate. Yeah. Uh, They've got – I mean, look at the wide array of offensive talent San Francisco has. I I think it's a good fit. George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brenda Ayuk. I think by – Taking Trey Lance, who would be a better option, I think, in the long run, for that, those offensive skills. Uh, And also, he can run, which Garoppolo can't. So that's going to add a new dangerous element to uh, Kyle Shanahan's scheme. I agree. He's got a good head, he's got quick release, and he's got accuracy when he throws the ball. So I think with the 12th pick, they're going to pick Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota State. Now, another team that... Uh, I know you don't like talk about, but is New England. <laughs> yes, I don't like New England. New England has the 15th pick, and I think they're going to grab Mac Jones, quarterback from Atlanta. I'm Alabama. sorry, Alabama. Yep, I agree. 
I think, I think the Cam Newton experiment has fizzled over. out in Foxborough. Uh, they've had their first losing season in two decades. Now, I know guys retired, guys opted out. There were injuries, but Cam Newton's not it. He's not it. I, I think, you know, they could, the answer to that could be in free agency or the trade market, but why not take uh, a young quarterback who's got crazy accuracy, he's very poised, he's got a head on his shoulders, I think that could entice Belichick to, I think to so. make that pick at 15. Yeah, I don't see anything that would stop him. And I think it's a good a good move for them. So those are my picks. Uh, do you have anything that you want to add, what you think with the upcoming draft? The 30th pick, the Bills, they're going to definitely take <laughs> a linebacker. They're either going to take Zaven Collins or um, probably Zaven Collins is probably who they're going to take. Um, there's also talk that they want to get another wide receiver. Um, to compliment Brown, Beasley, and Diggs, uh, which isn't a bad move, I don't think. Um, I would like to see them get a little bit more defense, uh, defensive line, uh, maybe a good edge player. Uh, but uh, you know, I-, I think we're pretty poised. But I, I could definitely see a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, Zaven Collins from Tulsa, I think, is who they're going to grab. Now, I didn't mention the guy that just won the Heisman Trophy. Yeah, you didn't mention him. Devonta I mentioned Smith. him like three times. <laughs> All right. Well, where do you, I mean, who do you see grabbing him? I see Cincinnati grabbing him at the fifth pick. I really do. I think, I think he's going to go that high at five. Um, other places that he could end up is Philadelphia. Um, That's where I see him going is Philly. Which is going to suck for you well yeah but you know um i could see him that's where i have him going is philly to maybe carolina carolina is gonna go for a quarterback yeah they are gonna go for a quarterback and cincinnati they're going for offensive line yeah well we'll have to see but i i see either cincinnati or philadelphia it was nice gonna go five or six i think speaking of devonta smith it was nice to see someone other than a quarterback win. it was very nice it was very nice congratulations to him yes absolutely um dallas if he's there at 10 dallas could uh could snag i could see that i could totally see that dallas could snag him if he's there at 10 now the last quarterback in this draft that of note is kyle trask from florida Mm -hmm. i i don't see him going in the first round no and i don't see him succeeding in the nfl he's not he's not quick he he's not it takes he, a long time to release that ball he stays in the pocket yeah it's, it's the old style velocity yep um he really relies on timing and accuracy uh instead of velocity to get the ball where he wants it i mean what he's done in florida is is quite impression uh, impressive but i see him he plays the game from the head up you know he he's a the reason why he's so successful is because of his his brain not mm-hmm. his body mm-hmm. um you know his physical skills i think are definitely secondary to his football intelligence uh i don't see I don't that s- performing no. at the nfl level i definitely don't see him as a first round pick no maybe late second round if anything well, yeah. i i'm not sure what the draft order is in the second round but I, I i agree with you i don't think he's he's just not i don't know he just doesn't seem to have the right goods for the nfl no he has the brains. He, I think... Everything else is a little bit lacking. Yeah. But you never know. We could be totally wrong. Who knows? We have been very wrong in the past. Um, so you never know. Yeah, you didn't like uh, Murray when he first came out. I didn't. I did not like Kyler yeah, it Murray. Was pretty, it was pretty, pretty dumb. But I really liked 
Patrick Mahomes, you weren't big on him. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. NHL. The, the NHL, NHL yay! is starting. If you can see us, we're doing 13th. our happy dances. I am so excited. Even though the Devils are going to suck again. No, they are not going to suck. They're I, not going to win. Like, they're not going to be at the top. I think they're going to be last. I think the, they're going to be mid range. is way. You know why they're going to be mid range? Because PK Subban and Lindsey Vaughn broke, broke up. up. And so he's going to have an amazing season. So the season. defense just exponentially got better for yes. the Devils. Just because Lindsey Vaughn, I love her, but she is poison to athletes that she dates. Tiger Woods? Yeah. Anyway. So, I, so the East Division, unfortunately, I see the Flyers as being the best team in the East. I don't know what your predictions are, but they've pretty much kept their team intact. They were already pretty young. I think the, I think the East Division is, is absolutely the toughest division. Um, I mean, you've got, you've got the Capitals, you've got, you know, the Bruins, you've got the Penguins, and you've got the Flyers, and I think the Flyers with their youth – and the fact that they got knocked out early in the playoffs when the season restarted, I think that's going to fire them up. And I see them uh, winning the East. I think the Islanders are going to be right there too. They lost a little bit of depth, but they're going to be they're going to be really solid. So, what are your thoughts on the top two, Lisa? Not the Flyers. My team to win the Stanley Cup this year. Oh my God, you're going right to Stanley. I'm Cup? going right to the Stanley Cup. I'm doing Cup, East, baby. Central, West, and Canada. No. My team to win the Stanley Cup, and this is their year, Colorado Avalanche. What? They returned most of their roster, finished second in the Western Conference. Uh, they made two really good moves during the offseason. They acquired Brandon Saeed, and they also toes. got a defender, Toes, who mm-hmm. I think is really going to add to their roster. Uh, they have a talented young core of star players, led by Hart Trophy runner-up Nathan McKinnon. I think they're looking to bounce back from an upset loss by the Dallas Stars. Now, they're going to have stiff competition from St. Louis and Vegas, but I think they're going to be the team to do it. They're my team to they're win the They're definitely going to win the West. I predict Nathan McKinnon wins the Hart Trophy. Wow. Colorado wins the Stanley Cup. Mark this Cup. down, people. Mark this down. Okay, I mean, you've got Colorado. I, I still well, like... Tampa Bay. Well, I'll get to that. But back to Colorado. Cole McCarr is one of She's the most a lot impressive to talk about. defensemen in the league at 22. His talents continue to soar. He's just going to get better. I'm saying it right now. Colorado's going to win the Stanley Cup. Nathan McKinnon's going to win Hart Trophy. Okay. Tampa Bay. Uh, they're my second Central team. division. Yep. I. They could pull a repeat. I mean, they took a big hit. Uh with the announcement that their big star Nikita Kucherov is going to miss yep. the entire season due to hip surgery. Uh, so that's a hit. But they they have arguably the lightest competition in the league playing in the Central Division. The only other good team there is Dallas. Yeah. Everybody so they, else is mediocre. They shouldn't have an issue getting to the postseason when Kucherov could return to the postseason. They still have Steven Stamkos, Braden Point, Victor Hedman, and they have possibly the best goalie in the game in Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah, they got Blake Coleman. So they have uh, our favorite pickle. But, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, they, I mean, I could see that. I could see Tampa Bay also getting in there. Vegas. I could see the Golden Knights. I could see Vegas making making a lot of noise. They landed the biggest fish in free agency (sighs) with star defenseman Alex Petrangelo 
from St. Louis. I was surprised St. Louis let him go. I, I thought he, they were going to re-sign him. He's one of those defensive players I think you get once in a blue moon. So, yeah, I, I – yeah. Yeah, they're building I, I on know. they're building on their roster that is still already really solid. Really solid. Uh, you know, I think they also like Colorado want to uh, um, show that they're better because they they were upset by Dallas as well mm-hmm. <laughs> with their exit coming in the Western Conference Finals. So Vegas could also be another team to take the Stanley Cup. My now, if we want to talk about the all Canadian. The a- North Division. The AKA North Division. Uh, you got to go at Toronto. The Maple Leafs, uh, they didn't really make any changes. They've still got their core players, Austin Matthews, Mitchell Marner, and John Tavares. Uh, they were bounced out in the playoffs from Columbus, but. I have Edmonton. Edmonton, I don't see. I love Edmonton, but I don't see it. Now, my sleeper picks. Do you want to hear my sleeper picks? Or okay. do you want to talk more about teams um, to watch i mean edmonton and, and toronto i think winnipeg is a team to keep an eye on um they just don't they don't have a strong defense i think that's what's ultimately going to hurt them um yeah filled i have philadelphia new york washington pittsburgh i mean any one of those i think could win the east division but i do think philadelphia just with their youth the devils have added a lot of players to their team but it's just the such a did- tough tough division they did have four players play in the june world semifinals juniors. in the world juniors i know but it you know i just don't see it i just think that division no, no, no. is too we're, tough we're not at, we're not ready yet no we're rebuilding. i think, I think if rebuilding. we were if we were in the uh if we were in maybe the central division we wouldn't be last because that would be i don't see being last but we're not gonna win <laughs> um but yeah i I don't know. Sleeper team wise. I got my sleeper go team. Go ahead. Who is, who's your sleeper team? Do you have team my or teams? My sleeper pick is the Vancouver Canucks. Mm. Canucks are coming off an impressive playoff run. Uh, they knocked out defending champion St. Louis and they pushed the, the Golden Knights to seven games in the Western I- Conference semifinal. Uh, they're, you know, while their goalie Markstrom was crucial to that run and he did leave by a free agency, they have 24 year old Thatcher Demko, who's also was also outstanding in the postseason. Uh, he has a save percentage of 0.985 and they're going to platoon him with Holtby. Remember they picked up Holtby, mm-hmm. uh, in nets, uh, they picked up Nate Schmidt for defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most important, I think with the Canucks is their young core of Quinn Hughes, Elias Peterson and Brock Boser. They're going to have just another year under their belts and experience. I think they could be Stanley Cup contenders. Interesting. I don't see it. Um, I, I, I see it. I, I see it with the – they've got a strong young core of players who've already got a year or two under their belts. Um, they've got strong defense. I really like Quinn Hughes and Elias Peterson. I, I think they're two outstanding players. Oh, Quinn Hughes is amazing. He's um, great. So Vancouver, the Vancouver Canucks are my That's sleeper That's your sleeper pick. team. Hmm. But I'm telling you, I, I it's going to be the Colorado Avalanche. I, I think Tampa Bay is going to repeat. I think I think. They I do. think without Kucherov, I don't know if they made enough. They I don't know if they made enough changes too. They didn't really change anything. Yeah, I don't know. I still like Tampa Bay. They, I mean, yes, they have probably the best goalie in the NHL, but I, I just don't see them repeating. I don't see it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Dallas is another team that I think could, could make a, could make uh, a move. I think they were a fluke last year. I don't think so. 
I don't. I don't think I they were. I love Tyler Sagan. And I really, I really like Vegas too. But sleeper wise, I don't really know. I mean, could San Jose do well if you know Eric Carlson comes back and he's actually in shape and playing well? Yeah, but they lost um, Joe Thornton. They did, but I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they could pull it together. But I like Vegas. I like. I wouldn't consider Vegas a sleeper pick, though. Oh no, no, they're not sleeper. But I like Vegas to win the cup. Tampa Bay. I don't think Philadelphia or, or anybody in the East is going to do it. I just think it's Philadelphia. I just, I just think Tampa Bay, Colorado, or Vegas are just too tough for I any think, of those teams. I think the Broad Street Bullies had their chance last season. They were peaking at the right time before COVID ha- shut down everything. And then they just lost their momentum. Yep, and I agree. Tanked. They did. I, I just, I don't see, I don't They're going to win Philly. the East, but I think that's going to be it. You see them winning the East. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. Islanders, it's going to be Islanders or Flyers, but I think it's going to be the Flyers. Don't see it. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong. So you have Colorado Avalanche winning the Cup. And Nate, Nathan McKinnon winning the Nice. I didn't do anything about who's going to win what. Um... Vegas, I like Vegas to win the cup or Tampa Bay. I'm not quite sure I can pick just yet on who's gonna who's gonna win it. But right, this might fair. be this might be uh, Vegas's that's year. That's fair. The season has uh not even begun. No, it hasn't. And, and you're then, you're jumping the guns, baby. And then we will have the new NHL team to look forward to at Seattle Kraken. Kraken. Unleash the Kraken. I'm excited about that. We'll have a lot I to talk about. I think they're they're in they're crazy fans. Like you know, you have the Bills Mafia. They're going to be the Seattle Crackheads. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to be a crackhead? <laughs> right. I like it. Oh boy, crackhead with a K. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Do follow us anchor.fm/timeoutjl. Or you can follow us on iTunes, which might be where you are listening to us right now. We appreciate it. Uh, Feel free to send in any topics you want us to discuss. We'll pretty much talk about anything, including strongman competitions, um, dog agility, cornhole, whatever you want. Yeah, we'll talk about Uh, it. We're pretty open. So, yeah. And if you're any big-time athletes and you want to be interviewed... Give us a call. Give us a call. Yeah, we'll be happy to talk to you. You, you want to sit in our dining room with us? Sure, we'll give you cookies. Yeah. I've got Oreos, so we're good. <laughs> I stuff. might share. I might share. Oh. So thank you all for listening. We yes, hope you have you. a great week, and we will talk to you next week. Take care. Bye.